God became like the sick so that the sick might become like God. This humbling truth is brilliantly depicted in a famous image of the crucifixion in the Isenheim altarpiece by the artist Matthias Grunewald. It is actually a really gruesome image, showing Jesus in absolute agony on the cross. His body is twisted, his hands are distorted and gnarled with all of his fingers straining up towards heaven. His skin is pale and kind of green. It's covered in sores, and the look on his face is one of total exhaustion. But this altarpiece was not created to terrify its viewers or even make them disgusted. No. This awful image of the Lord dying on the cross was actually meant to comfort the people who prayed before it. That's because it was commissioned by a monastery that the reason that it existed was to serve those who were suffering from terrible skin diseases. Those people that were suffering from the plague. So in a very real way, when they looked at this painting, they saw themselves on the cross. Jesus looked just like them. God became like the sick so that the sick might become like God. Isn't this what's happening in our gospel passage today? After calling the tax collector Levi to himself, Jesus goes and eats with him and all his friends. He enters into that place of spiritual disease. He plants himself squarely in the heart of their messy life. And to all the world, he looks like one of them now. He looks like a sinner. He looks like a sick person. And the Pharisees and the scribes, they're quick to point this out, aren't they? Jesus, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Why are you becoming one of them? Why are you coming into contact with their mess, with their dysfunction, with their sin? Stay far away from them. They're sick. Can't you see that? And Jesus responds with such soothing, healing words. Words that give us so much hope in our own struggles. Those who are healthy do not need a physician, but the sick do. Jesus proves that he is Savior when he draws near, not holding the sin-sick at arm's length. Something similar is kind of going on in the background from our first reading today as well, from the prophet Isaiah. He's writing to a people who thought they were perfectly healthy. In the verses right before what we heard today, so yesterday's readings, they're basically saying, look at us, God, we're fasting, we're praying, we're worshiping you, we're doing the thing, we're fine. But God responds to them in love. Don't you see that you're sick? Don't you see you're doing all of these things for yourselves and not for me? You're only worried about doing your own thing. You're excluding me. 
You're cutting me out of your life. How can I be intimately part of your life if you don't even think that you need me, if you don't even think that you are sick? My brothers and sisters, why do we so often pretend that we are healthier than we really are? Why even try to play that game at all? Why are we content to be basically good people when we're called to be living saints? When we buy into the lie of being basically good people, we are distancing ourselves from that sick man on the cross. We end up saying no thanks to the Savior who came only to save sick and dying people. G.K. Chesterton might have put it best when he said, we're all in the same boat, and we're all seasick. So, if you're like me, and you find yourself four days into Lent, already feeling like a total mess of a failure, then take heart. Find your courage. Thank God that you know that you're sick. Go to confession. Bring your sins to the good doctor. He's right around the corner. Turn your gaze to the cross. Your disease, whatever it is, whatever disease you're wrestling with, is hanging there in Jesus. He became sick for you. And then, being freed by his, his life, we can boldly approach this altar, the altar of God's love poured out for us, and receive the medicine which he won for you and me, on that terrible cross.